All right, man. I mean, um, let's let's. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to like you know we'll just do it and yeah. I like I like real and raw. So like okay, right. cool, nice. That's my style too, man. We just keep it conversational and uh, you know, no like pre-staged a bunch of things. I have some talking points, but if you go on a rant and tangent, that's totally cool, and we can rant it up. So okay, sounds good. All right, Paler Hackers, today with me is Jim Quick with Quick Learning, who helps learn, how helps you learn things quickly. Uh, he's an expert in accelerated learning, speed reading, memory improvement, and remembering all those faces at the cocktail party without forgetting them. So, Jim, my man, thanks for coming on the show. Good to have you, buddy. Thanks for having me, Clark. Been looking forward to it. The cocktail thing. So, uh, you know, people, they go to the party, they meet 50, 60 people, and they forget their names right away. Uh, aside from guessing just the most common names, what's <laughs> like? What's going on there? Why do I forget people's name in two seconds? Yeah, I don't think people want to want to want to guess. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I think everyone has these little kind of hacks that they kind of developed, and uh, and so the purpose of my training is uh, to help people give them these little shortcuts that teach them the things that they didn't learn back in school. And I think memory is so important. And so especially remembering things like, you know, names, you know, yeah. it's really hard to show somebody that you care about them or care about their family or their future, or their business, or, you know, if you don't care enough just to remember the sweetest sound to a person's ears, which really is their name. And, um, you know, I, I, I give people a framework for memory. You know, what I'm all about is upgrading people's brains so that they could upgrade their life. You know, I teach people how to improve their focus, their concentration, boost their memory, remember things like pin numbers and passcodes and formulas and foreign languages and give speeches without notes and all that fun stuff and teach them how to read faster and understand what they're reading and remember what they're reading. Because I think nowadays, you know, if knowledge is power, I think learning is your superpower. You know, and that that's and everybody has this gift inside of them. You know, when people see me on stage or on videos, they'll see me memorize a room full of people's names or mm. the people give me like this long list of words or this really long hundred digit number and I'll memorize it forwards and backwards. But I always tell people, you know, I don't do this to impress you. I do this to really express to you what's really possible because you could do it too. We just mm. weren't taught how to do that. And so um Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation and, and sharing some of these some of these t- tips and everything for people. So you wouldn't just recommend guessing Mary because that works <laughs> about twenty percent of the time. Doesn't it work that much? No, no, <laughs> not at all. But that's what I do, and I don't I don't get a good response. Well, so yeah, I mean a good a good starting point when it comes to names. Um, you know, I think as a framework, I think ninety percent of all forgetfulness usually comes because one of three things is missing. And if you use these three things, these three elements, then I find that, uh, that you're going to remember the things that you want to remember. Because I think we all have this memory expert inside of us. We have this internal genius. It's just uh, when it comes to your memory, you're not taught. Like back in school, we had the three R's. Remember that? We had writing, reading, arithmetic. But I thought the four R really should have been recall, mm. you know, remembering, retention. Because without remembering... There is no learning, right? Yeah. Socrates said that. Yep. So the three things that I that I find that are common traits with um, natural memory, you know, experts, people who just are really great with numbers, they're really great with words, they're really great with spelling, they're really great with remembering conversations, remembering jokes, you know, or uh, remembering people's names. I use the uh, I use the the, the word mom M O M to kind of remind you, and the the first M stands for motivation. 
because I think a lot of memory has to do, it's not, it has, it doesn't have to do with your capability. It really has to do with your why. You know, I think reasons reap results in life. Reasons reap results. Meaning that most people say they have trouble like remembering names. But if I had a suitcase of like $100,000 cash for you or your favorite charity or, or your startup, if you just remember the name of the next person you meet, how many people are going to remember that person's name? Yeah. Everybody, right? Right. And so it, it, because they're motivated, you know, and when you think, look at the word motivation, you know, what is your motive for action? You know, because I believe there's a success formula, Clark. I think it goes, I call it H cubed. It goes from your head to your heart to your hands. Like things that stay in your head all day, you could visualize, you could think, you could affirm things. But if you're not acting with your hands, like doing something about it, I find that the thing that's missing is the second H, which is your heart. You know, it's the emotions, the energy emotion. You know, I had a martial arts instructor years ago tell me that you can't steer a parked car. You can't steer a parked car. You need energy. You need you need fuel, right? And I yeah. think emotion attached to information really becomes a long term memory. And so, for example, remembering people's names, I would ask yourself, why do you want to remember this person's name? And if you can't come up with one reason, you're probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you'll feel fine. Also, like people who say they have trouble remembering people's names, there are some people whose names you remember because you're motivated to do so. Maybe it could be a very, you know, a sale in your business. You know, maybe it's somebody that you're attracted to. You know, when the motivation is there, the memory shows up. Sure. And the, uh, the so, O. And, yeah, so the yep. O. So motivation and then the so O the would be. O, o is a big one. The O stands for observation. Observation. Because I think a lot of times when you forget something, you forget where you put your keys, you forget what you just read, you know, you forget where you parked the car. You know, I think a lot of it is is not a retention issue, it's an attention issue. So a lot of memory challenges has nothing to do with your retention, it has everything to do with attention. And so the O stands for observation. And what I mean by that is a lot of people aren't paying attention and they're not present, meaning let's say you're using Google, for example, and you're listening to this and you use Google every day, but, um, but how many people actually know what colors those letters are? The, to the point mm-hmm. where they'd be willing to bet their life. So yeah. there's a difference between you know, seeing something and really looking at it. There's a difference between hearing something and really listening for it. For example, a name. You know, I had um, this crazy experience recently where I got to spend the uh, time with the entire cast of X-Men. You know, this recent X-Men movie with Hugh Jackman and Jennifer Lawrence. And, you know, what I, what I do with a lot of actors is I teach them how to speed read scripts and memorize their lines. And I got to be on set with them um, for a week. But I had to leave because I had to go to a, a charity event because we support a lot of, you know, different philanthropy um, different causes for purpose causes. And, you know, we'd be able to build these schools around the world. And this one was for hearing. And this company is, you know, they, they, they make the look, they make the more hearing aids than anyone else in the world. And they give away, mm-hmm. you know, to people who can't hear like in different countries and stuff. Anyway, I go there and there's 2000 people and I sit down and, um, and when I'm sitting there, I, um, I got to uh, write, I was the first one at the table that I was assigned. And immediately to my right, who sits next to me, is Forrest Whitaker, the actor. And I'm just like, whoa, at the dinner table. Because there's like 200 tables there of 10. And I'm just like, wow, that's great. And then right next to him sits Richard Branson. And I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. And then a few minutes later, across from me uh, sit... um, uh, Ashton Kutcher and his twin brother, oh, which I didn't, I didn't even know he had a twin brother. High pressure and, dinner. <laughs> yes. And then 20 minutes into dinner, um, 
President Clinton sits right next to me. Oh man! Oh. So, and now I had um, because of my work, I had you know the opportunity to meet these individuals, all of them before at different places. But and this is the you know I had met Clinton a number of times, and he of course remembers your name because everyone knows that he's a great connector, he's a great huh. communicator, he's incredible charisma. You know, regardless of your political bent, you know the, what a lot of people don't know he is he has a, an incredible memory, an incredible memory, and he's known for this. And, you know, I think that's a leadership trait. You know, I think that it's a, it's a forced multiplier, you know, in, you know, in, in military, the forced multipliers kind of like, uh, it, it refers to like an attribute or a combination of attributes that when you, when you make a given force uh, more effective than the same force would have been without it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a tool that helps you amplify your effort and produce greater output. And so he remembered your name? He did. Wow. And, and, and so, you know, and the first time I had met him, I remember asking him like, you know, what, what memory tips do you use? What, what, you know, memory hacks are you using? What shortcuts? And then he was like, he doesn't use any of them, you know, and he tells me these stories about his, his grandfather and, and, and growing up and, you know, all the kids in Arkansas, you know, he used to tell these stories and they used to be quizzed and they really had to listen. But I, I, the other thing people know about President Clinton is he has an incredibly powerful presence, an incredibly powerful presence. And I think his memory and his powerful presence comes from being powerfully present. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's just presence. there. You can sense it, yeah. Exactly. His powerful presence comes from being powerfully present. Like, for example, at that dinner table, there, there are many more important people in that room. There are certainly more like really important people at that table than myself. But when you're talking to him, it's like nothing else exists. Hmm. And it's almost eerie. Because and almost unnerving because you're not used to someone paying attention to you that closely, you know. But when you're doing that, when you're powerfully present, because what most of us do, you know, if we're honest, when we're talking to somebody, or you know, we're looking around, we're looking to see who else is in the room, and if yeah. we're not distracting ourselves externally with our sight, we're distracting ourselves internally with our self-talk. It's like we're talking to ourselves, and, and we're not even really listening. We're actually thinking about our response instead yep. of really listening to somebody. So we're not even present, right? Totally. Because you could remember someone's name. It's one or two words. But when you're distracted you know, by looking around out, outside or talking to yourself inside, if there's a conversation going on with you and you and you and a stranger, who are you going to pay attention to? You know, yourself. So a lot of people, they're not forgetting a name. They're just not hearing the name to begin with. And then I, finally... I think the, that... Uh, can I just touch on yeah. that real quick? I mean, that really rings true, I think, with a lot of people. Um, I get in conversations with them, and I'm formulating things in my head about what I'm going to say. And, you know, of course, I'm listening to that, and that takes away from the actual conversation or that presence we were talking about. And so it can be kind of a trip when someone's so engaged in just giving you their undivided attention. Um, And it's so rare. I think a lot of people, sometimes the only time they get that is, I mean, uh, first thing that comes to mind is therapy. You know, it's really popular for a lot of people. And for some, it's the first time they've really had someone just give them their undivided attention. Um, right. And so are you, are you recommending people are able to do that and they'll remember a bunch of names? Or? It's, a, it's a absolutely. I mean, okay. in, instead of even going through any, any hacks or techniques, just being present. And because and, I, I think you're right. You know, when people are in therapy, it's the first time that they've really felt heard or and understood. Right. Yeah. You know, I was. Um, I, I was friends with, with with the late Stephen Covey, who wrote an incredible book that everyone should go buy. You know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Sure, but it you know talked about the power of of first seeking to understand and then being understood. You know, I think I think really good memory training is a practice in presence. 
you know, there's a science to memory, but I think there's an art there also. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm, what I'm all about is bringing that art, you know, to, to, to people, the people that are struggling, the people that feel overloaded or overwhelmed or embarrassed. You know, if you want to, people want to improve their self-esteem overnight, just study your brain. Yeah. You know, your, your brain is the most powerful you know, device creation, supercomputer on the planet, you know, bar none. And, it, you know, the ch- challenge is it doesn't come with an owner's manual. <laughs> and, we, and we could do such amazing things. They say we use 10% of our potential or Stanford said 2% or one ten thousand with one percent I mean, I think we use all our brain, but it's just how we use it is completely different. You know, we could be working really hard or we could be working incredibly intelligently. And that's, that's really the difference. Well, I saw in one of your videos, I got a quote because I wrote it down. You said, we, are, we live in an era of spacecrafts and jet planes, but our vehicle of choice is a horse and buggy. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much saying, you know, we haven't really uh, tapped into what we're capable of. When it comes to learning, and that, that's the thing, because the challenge is all of us, if you feel, if you're listening to this right now and you want to make growth and you want to make improvements, because that's, and I, I love, you know, I think it's great because it, because everyone who's listening right now, I feel that they're kindred spirits. You know, I think that they're here for a reason because we're all on this path of lifelong learning. You know, if they're, if they're, if they're you know, part of your community, that means that they're not willing to settle, that yep. they're looking for the edge. They're looking for the advantage. They're looking for, you know, ha- ways of growing and giving more, right? And I, I find that sometimes we're out there helping everybody else, you know, in our job and our family, our significant other, our kids, whatever, but we're not, we're not taking care of, to, we're not replenishing the well. And that's why I love people who are just on the path of constant, you know, growth and, 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 uh, and committed to that. Yeah. Catch 22, though, because, I mean, you know, with the presence thing, um, there can be almost this drive in personal development. And I felt it. I'm sure you felt it as well, where you just improve, 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 and it's never enough. And you think you're going to get somewhere someday where you're the most improved person you can be. You're the Jim Quick 3.0. You know, you're the you're the superhuman. You're you're the it man. And everything just touches turns to gold when you touch it. But um I guess it goes back to the the three M's, what we we're talking about, and, and yeah. being there. I think I think presence and enjoying. You know, I, I definitely think that it's not. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of cheesy, but it's true. We're, you know, we're not human doings; we're human beings, and just kind of. I, that's why I like the presence. Yeah. You know, being here and you know enjoying the moment, and then bringing that forward. So it's and finally, so when we're talking about mom, the first M is motivation. Do so you do a check for yourself when you're meeting someone. Ask yourself in your mind why you want to remember the person's name. The O stands for observation, meaning pay attention. Remember, remember, like if you, even if you look at the word listen, right? Listen, if you, if you scramble the word, the letters up, you know, it turns into the word silent. Yep. And, uh, and that's just, that's gold right Love now. That. Love and that. so that, that's O. And then finally, the M, the second M stands for mechanics. And I don't mean the person that's going to fix your car. I mean the tips the tools, the strategies, the techniques, you know, the hacks, you know, what the shortcuts, what have you on how to learn a language, how to remember names, how to, you know, be an incredible orator and give speeches and, you know, memorize scripts and poetry and all that other stuff. As you're saying that, I'm just imagining in my head, a lot of people focus on that third one. You know, that's all they go for, Jim. They go for the mechanics and they skip over the motivation, observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the kind of woo-woo stuff. But let's get to the hard, you know, brain facts. What do I need to do and practice and motivate? And it's kind of like that guy who wants to develop, 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 but never realizes his progression or never gets in touch with why he wants to even do that in the first place. 
Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I really do believe you're, you're right. You know, 80, 90% of it is, is, is the soft stuff. You know, it's, 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 just, it's the core stuff. Because if you just are motivated to remember something and you paid attention and observed, you're going to remember that thing regardless of the, the technique. And, and that's what all the, the paleo hackers out there, some of them, they email me and they say, how do I lose 10 pounds of fat and get a six pack? And it's like, uh, jump in the gun, man. What are the first two? Like you can look at the mom acronym and they don't have the first two. They don't have the motivation or the observation. They just want right. the mechanics. They, they want that how and they're missing the why and the what really. I agree. I agree. I, I, I absolutely agree. So I think that's where, where people's power is. Okay, so when Bill Clinton's sitting there, and maybe <laughs> he asked Jim Quick for some tips on, uh, you know, accelerated learning. What's <laughs> what's the first thing you do with him? What, where do you kind of start with yeah. Bill Clinton or or I mean, anyone for that matter? Yeah, I mean, we get to do, and I, I kind of I use the the names not to not not to drop names, but it puts right. images in people's minds, right? Because if I just talked about John Smith, you know, and and. And, and you know John and Jill Smith, maybe it does put an image in your mind. But cool you know, to talk about Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, okay, so well, okay, so here's here's something that I think is core. For if we're, if we're, if we're going on the theme of like what's the real core, I think part of it is um, responsibility. Okay, and I'll and I'll talk about accelerated learning. What I would what I would talk to Clinton about um, as an example, but um, they would start with responsibility, meaning. Um, <clears throat> So recently, I had an opportunity to. I, I talk a lot about superheroes in the work I do. You know, we have a media site called Superhero U, which is all about how to how to basically crush it every single day, how to level up your life, and just you know be mental superheroes. And so, you know, I and, and the reason why is because it's an homage to that whole genre. Because I um I think there's a superhero in all of us. And when I grew up, I had actually, a lot of people don't know, I actually grew up with learning challenges hmm. because when I was five years old, I had a really bad um, accident. I had a head injury that left me with these challenges. I was very slow to learn. You know, I had no memory to speak of. You know, I forgot things. My focus was everywhere. And, uh, and I was slow to learn how to read. It actually took me over a year longer than everyone else to read. And I was, there's a lot of shame that's associated to learning, right? Sure. You know, and, and um and so I struggled everywhere. So I actually, but I actually taught myself how to read by reading comic books, and um, because something about the images and the stories that pulled me in, you know, in the pictures that actually gave meaning and life to these words. And so uh, you know, I really believe superheroes. That you know, I, I would imagine you know living in a world of real life superheroes. Anyway, um, one of, one of the highlights of recent is I got to introduce two of my superheroes together. Uh, for dinner, and it was uh, Richard Branson, who we do a lot of. We do a lot for his um, nonprofit, Virgin Unite. Um, you know, in terms of speaking and and and, and donations and such fundraising, but also uh, Stan Lee. Uh, Stan Lee is the Stan Lee, the one that created, you know, Spider Man and Fantastic Four and X Men and Avengers. You know, he's sure. created a pantheon of real life superheroes. And so I go pick up Stan and uh, to go to dinner. Um, and we're sitting there and we're sitting in LA traffic, you know, a 10 minute ride, you know, it takes 45 minutes, an hour. Yeah. And, um, and I'm asking these questions, you know, you know, I ask him who his favorite superhero is. And, uh, and he says, it's Iron Man. I, he asked me, I was like, well, I love Spider-Man. And he looks at me without, without, you know, missing a beat. He says, with great power comes great responsibility, right? We've all heard this. We don't even remember where we heard it. It's just been there. Right. And my mind, 
you know, I, I teach thinking skills also, like decision making and problem solving and everything. So my, I'm always inverting everything. So I'm thinking like the opposite. You know, I was like, Stan, the opposite is also true. Yes, with great power comes great responsibility, but also with great responsibility comes great power. And I and I and I own, I, I, own, I try to own that more every every single day. That when we take responsibility for something, we have the power to make things better. You know, and responsibility is not something that you have to have. I mean, it's not like a, you know, it's like a discipline. And a lot of people think that discipline is like a prison for people, but I think it's like ultimate freedom. It's like getting you to do the things that you need to do so you can make your life better. You guys yeah. had like the ultimate karate kid moment in that car there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that, that, that's where I always start with. And that's why I love, you know, and again, going back to, you know, your community and your listeners, I love it because if they're listening to this, then they're, they're at cause. Yeah, they're, they're responsible. Not, exactly. They're not at effect. And, and that, that's the message when it comes to your memory. It's like, you know, you're not, you're responsible. It's not, you're not a victim of, you know, your, your past. You're not a victim of your family. You're not a victim of your genetics. You're not a victim of your economy, yeah. you know, or anything else that's going on. It's like you have, you have that. You know, I, I think a lot of what my work is, is all about transcendence, you know, transcend, you know, ending the trance. You know, I think there's this mass hypnosis that a lot of us are in that we all fall in through media and marketing that we're not good enough, you know, that we're not smart enough, yep. you know, we're not powerful enough, you know, so that they could. And I just think that, you know, in, the, in that trance, you know, it's just and, and, and if you're struggling in areas with your memory or you're overloaded or what have you, it's not your fault. It's like we're all a product of this 21st, you know, this 20th century education, you know, that prepared us for a world that doesn't even exist. You know, this, remember, remember, go back in school, it's like, you know, you're in classroom, it's this assembly line, one size fits all, cookie cutter, sit quietly by yourself, don't talk to your neighbor, you know, all that stuff. And that prepared you for a world really to work in factories, you know, and work in farms to follow basic instructions, right? But that's not the world we live in now. And that, that, that's what, you know, that quote you're talking about, we live in an age of electric planes, like, you know, Elon Musk and SpaceX, you know, is, is, is a client of ours, you know, and we go in there, we train the rocket scientists, you know, and their engineers and stuff like that. You know, he created Tesla and PayPal and everything, but the best of the best know that it's not today's day and age. You're not paid for your, for your muscle power. You're paid for your mind power. You're not paid for your brute strength. It's completely your brain strength. Yeah, sure. And, that, and that's why we put the emphasis, you know, you know, on on this and show sure. people on on how to, how to supercharge that and yeah. a- activate it. Goes back to being, you know, responsible and and um, taking charge. I guess you know, taking charge with your health or your uh, relationships or your lifestyle. You know, if it's not where you want it to be, how can you get to the next step? I mean, I read somewhere. Um, that some somewhere of like 90% of what we do throughout the day is just kind of unconscious, kind of just automatic. And that's so true. I mean, think about when you're driving somewhere and you've driven there a thousand times or so, and you just start driving the route and you don't even, you, sometimes I get there and I don't even know how I got there. I just, <laughs> it just kind of happened. It, or if I try and mix it up and go a different route, boom, then I'm on. Now, now I'm thinking about things and watching mm-hmm. out for people. But if I take the same arterial streets and turns and twists and driving you know i i magically go 30 miles an hour and park and i'm out of the car before i know it it's crazy right and i think that kind of works in your life too um or people maybe you even work with you've seen this where it's just automatic we get in these habits we get in these behaviors and uh one thing leads to another and then we're waking up the next day wondering where yesterday went Exactly. And I think people do have those unconscious habits, which is, you know, like what they do 
during the day in terms of what the food they put in, in their body. You know, they have eating habits, they have movement and, and a physio, um, moving their physiology in terms of exercise or not having that habit. The same thing with, you know, reading. You know, we either have good reading habits or, or, or bad reading habits. It has nothing to do with your intelligence. It has nothing to do. You know, the people who are really great with their memory, they just develop really good memory habits. In fact, there is no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's not. There's not. A, there's no such thing as good or bad memory. There's just a trained memory and an untrained memory. You either learn the habits early or now, you know, at any time, or, or you don't. But getting back to the, 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 what I would, what I would work with somebody, somebody asked me like a Bill Clinton, how to, how to learn faster and accelerate your learning. I think it's the most important skill to master in the 21st century. You know, it's, you know, with a, and I'm not just saying it because my last name is quick, you know, K W I K with a name like quick, your, your life and your destiny is pretty much planned out, right? I had to be, I had to be a runner back in school. I have to, uh, you know, I had to, which is a lot of pressure when it says quick yeah. right on your shirt. Sure. I have to, I, you know, I have to be careful when I'm driving because you don't want to be pulled over for speeding when your driver's license says quick right on it because you're not going to talk your way out of that ticket. <laughs> and I got to teach speed reading and speed recall and accelerated learning. And that's really been my mission, you know, for over 20 years now. And so, you know, if people want to be able to learn faster, I think it's the most important meta skill to, to master because that will serve you in every area, right? And so the faster you can learn, the more you can earn. And I'm not just talking about financial, like that's obvious, right? Yeah. You know, but, um, but I mean all the treasures of your life, whether it's your relationship, it's your health, it's your career, anything. Sorry, so, I, I can't get this thing out of my head. Uh, did you know that... People named Lawrence are actually more likely to be lawyers. And, uh, it's, I was reading it in the it book. I forget the book, but it's so fascinating. You said, you know, quick, my destiny's kind of planned out because, you know, that's not just a joke. Like, that's actual truth. And they found that, you know, the average name or whatever percentage in lawyers is so much higher with Lawrence. And I even think it went to other careers that I'm just blanking on right now. But mm-hmm. it, that's pretty fascinating. But continue. No, completely. I mean, I mean, and we before we used to be named for our profession, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, someone named Smith was a blacksmith, and it was very, it was, it was very oh. like that. You know, someone named Baker, his last name was Baker. That's what they did, also huh. as well. So it's actually there's a lot to a name because you know there's, there's the sweetest sound to a person's ears is their name, sure. right? Yeah, and it grabs immediate attention. But think about the emotion that attached to the, the like. What's one of the very first words you learn how to write? you know, your own name, right? Exactly, and think yeah. about think about the encouragement and the love. Even if you didn't do it right, that, that at such a young age, what you attach to that emotionally. So it's a there's a lot of power there. That's so true. That's the uh, biggest thing I've been trying to work on is, is saying people's name to them. And it's awkward at first. It's awkward to say, mm-hmm. you know what, Jim, that's a good point. Or, or if you're talking to Becky, you know, oh, hey, Becky, how you doing? Like beyond the first... I don't know, 20 seconds of interacting, we don't really say the person's name unless we consciously do it. But it makes such a big difference to actually say someone's name, assuming they like it. Some people hate their (laughs) names. They don't want you to call them it. But, you know, assuming they like it, you're so true, man. Like that emotion behind it and the history and the encouragement is so powerful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like our identity, right? It's who we are. And then that's a powerful force in the universe. So, you know, so any, going back to being a genius, like I think everybody has this potential because according to science, they say one third, for example, your memory is predetermined by biology and genetics. 
you know, and, but that means two thirds is completely in your control and that's your lifestyle. Hmm. You know, that, that's the food you eat. That's how you move your body. That's your thoughts. That's your stress management. That's your sleep. That's your, 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 the people you spend time with and that, that's your, your environment and, you know, and all those different things play, play a role. So I don't, I don't believe in a magic, you know, memory pill, you know, and because I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a magic memory, but I think there's a magic process that we're not taught. And that's, that's really what I want to bring to light. Yeah. So, the process terms- isn't as sexy as the pill though. I mean, that can sell. That, <laughs> that is a hot seller. Same with like supplements and all that stuff. People want that quick fix. And that's the thing. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real believer in that, you know? So I think, you know, I, I just love eating like really whole, you know, natural food. I mean, I, I like sure. keep it very base, you know, like thing, like getting a good night's sleep, you know, do sure. wonders for your memory. So there's, here's, here's the thing. So if you want, people want to, I'm all into frameworks. So MOM is just something for you to consciously think about when it comes to learning faster. Um, something that you can remember right now, if you want to learn any subject or any skill with greater acceleration and speed, um, remember the word fast, F-A-S-T. Okay. So let's say you're going to, uh, let's say you're going to a conference or you listen to a podcast or you're reading a book and you learn something really important, something really great and you're inspired, what happens two days later? You forget it. You forget it. And that's the thing. People know that there's a learning curve for, for, for things, but they, what they don't as conscious about is that there's a forgetting curve, that if you go and you learn something dedicated to learn it in a seminar or online or book or podcast, you know, there's, there's this decay. Within, within 48 hours, they say upwards of 80% of it can be completely gone. And, and why spend the time to learn something if it's going to be gone? And that's why I, I put the focus on memory, right? Because that's like, the, that's like an incredible superpower. We're talking about superheroes that have superpowers. Your memory is your superpower. It's one of your incredible superpowers. And so, you know, the framework that I, would, that I use to learning faster is, is FAST, F-A-S-T. And the F stands for forget. And you think like, why would you start you know, teaching people if, you know, to learn faster by forgetting? Well, it's if I want to learn something brand new, let's say it's something to do with health or it has something to do with sales. Sometimes it helps for me to empty my cup temporarily because sometimes if our cup is full and we feel like we know everything, nothing new could go in, right? Mm. And that's, that's a challenge. So, and, and I don't mean like as we grow older chronologically, you know, because I, I know like Stan, for example, is, uh, is in his 90s. And he's, but he's one of the youngest people that I know. And, and he's remarkable. He is, he, the other questions I ask him is because I'm, I love asking questions of these individuals. And I'm just asking him, like, you know, finding out what his passions are. And his passions are like, he still goes to work in his 90s, Monday through Friday, nine to five. You know, because he loves telling stories. That, that, that's what he's all about. Because, you know, when people retire, sometimes they retire their brain and they stop yeah. learning yeah. and their body is not far behind that. That's, that's a challenge. But his other passion is his wife, who's a year older, and the two of them are amazing together. And he's, you know, such, they have such life. But I mean, like, sometimes as we grow older, and I don't mean chronologically, I just mean in our spirit, you know, in, older in our mind, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not that kid again. And I think the fastest learners on the planet are children, right? They're organic, natural learners. How fast can a child learn a musical instrument compared to an adult? How fast can a child learn another language, you know, faster to an adult. So it's, they, have, they have this playfulness, they have this mm. imagination, right? Yeah. And all that gets stifled as we grow older. 
you know, they do these studies where they'll, they'll take children in kindergarten and say, how many artists are here? And they'll all raise their hand. They'll follow up with these kids like 10 years later. How many artists are in the room? Like two people raise their hand, right? Two of the, because, you know, we, we stifle that and we squelch it. And, you know, part of it is our potential. So the F stands for forget. Temporary forget, you know, uh, what you know about the subject so you can learn something new. And you also forget about stuff that's going on, you know, uh, situationally like this stuff sometimes uh, there's a study done in harvard called uh, um by uh, george miller called seven plus or minus two basically saying you can only really focus on seven plus or minus two things consciously right um five to nine bits so phone, if I give phone you, number right exactly yeah. so it says seven digits in a phone number right and so that that's the challenge but, and, but here's the challenge if you're learning something let's say you're there in the in, in the event and you're learning something really important let's say you're at a you're your health, your paleo event, you're learning from an instructor, but but let's say you have seven bits chunks of you know conscious um, you know kind of working space, you know, but two of them are thinking about the bills, and three of them are thinking about you know work or the kids or something. That only leaves you two bits out of that seven to really focus on being there. So you're not present, right? Mm-hmm. So you're distracted, you don't get the result. So forget about other stuff that's going on that's not urgent, and important. Be present, and also forget about limiting beliefs, you know, because a lot of us have this negative self talk. You know, and I, you know, I remember I was preparing for a marathon and I was reading this book and one of the chapters was on the psychology, the mindset of running it. And it said this, the very first chapter, it said, your mind is a supercomputer and your self-talk is a program it will run. So if you tell yourself you are not good with names, you will not remember the name and the face of the next person you meet because you program your computer not to. Because here's the thing, when you say I'm horrible with names or I have a horrible memory, your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. Your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. And that's the big challenge. So just clear, forget about those limiting beliefs, right? Because if you believe you can or believe you can, either way, you're right. Right? Henry Ford said that. Sure, Henry Ford, yeah. And then the A in FAST stands for active. And what I mean by that is learning is not a spectator sport. Learning is not a spectator sport. And a lot of people, because we're conditioned back in school, we're just there and the teacher is just, you know, rehearsing information to us and pushing it in our mind. It, that's not the model of learning right now. It's not based on consumption. You sitting there consuming information. It's based around creation. Right. So what can you be people could be doing right now actively? You know, they could be having a conversation right now. They could be tweeting, you know, the two of us, right? And 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 being active and and taking notes. Right. And doing whole brain mind mapping and note taking and all these different things that you could be doing, you know, asking yourself new questions. How am I going to use this? How am I going to show other people this? How does this compare to what I, you know, being active, you know, doing something because what you put in is what you get out. And so a lot of, a lot of learning in general, like back in school was very passive. And that's not how people are going to step into their superhero self. Um, the S in fast stands for state. And this is an important one, state. And what I mean by state, it's like the current condition or the mood, if you will, of your mind and your body. And, you know, and most people going back to school are trained learning to, to, to learn in a very bored, dull state. And the state that you learn something in is the state that you're going to be motivated to use that information in. It's also the state that you're going to encode that information in. So if you code boredom to something, you're not likely to remember it. Because that same part of your brain that's, you know, you're processing emotions, also that middle brain is also long-term memories, right? And so the state, now who's in control of your state? We are, right? We're all in control of our feelings and our emotions, right? Because remember Stan Lee, you know, we are, you know, we're 
responsibility, right? Responsibility equals power. And so we're in control. So anytime we want to change our state, we just change our thinking, we change our self-talk, we change the questions that we're asking, or we change our body. We change the way we move. We start, we change our posture. We change our breathing. And then immediately put a smile on your face, right? And it automatically changes your state. Because here's the thing, and here's the tweetable, all learning is state-dependent, all learning is state dependent. If I want to learn something, you know, brand new, I would never go in there on a scale of one to 10 as a four, a five, or a six hmm. in my state, because that I'm not going to get anything out of it. I'll put myself into an eight, nine, or 10, or even above, and I know I'm going to be a sponge when I'm there. And I'm, you know, whether it's playing music or, or you know, or, or changing my state through, you know, drinking a green juice and, you know, or making a superfood smoothie or, you know, or doing some jumping jacks, control your state because you're responsible and no one else because all learning is state dependent. And finally, the T in FAST stands for teach. And this is a big one, right? Because here's the thing. If you had to listen to this rest of this podcast right now and you had to teach what you learn on this podcast to somebody else tomorrow... Would you listen and learn it differently? Would you? Yeah, absolutely. So everyone who's listening to this right now, if you want to be an accelerated learner, you want to step into your superhero you, you know, and not wait for Superman or Wonder Woman to be able to save you, you could do it yourself. Is is basically put on your professor's cap and say, how would I teach? I would actually do this. Like when I, for me personally, when I want to learn something even deeper, you know, I'll forget about what I already know about it. I'll be active and taking notes and you know, tweeting all that stuff. I'll, I'll change my state and then I'll say, I'll think of somebody I really care about that could really benefit from what I'm learning, and I'll and I'll think about teaching it to that person and I'll listen differently. I'll own the information differently because when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Yeah. Absolutely. And you get their, their perspective as well, the feedback and, and, and stuff like that. Like I've uh, taught people, I put that in parentheses, some health stuff, you know, or they ask me for health advice. And then, you know, of course, I'm so used to kind of preaching to the choir. Well, sometimes the best people to teach to are, are hostile or don't agree with it, because then you really get other ways of thinking. And so I'm teaching people who uh, maybe have different political views on the environmental sustainability. And they'll ask me things back, you know, well, why should we go organic farming? You know, is it really more sustainable? Is it production? And you kind of have these canned responses that you believe, but they don't necessarily believe. And so then you get good dialogue back and forth about teaching and it kind of enhances your uh, your learning or it changes it. It definitely does. I mean, this is all about being engaged Right. And just if you want to, like, people want to know, like, Jim, how do, how do you teach people how to read five times faster and, and learn the, all these languages and, you know, knowing people's names in a fraction of the time? You know, it's not because I'm so great, it's because you're so great. You know, it's the equivalent of a lot of people's computers or their phone. You know, they, a, lot of, you know a lot of people use their, their computers just to, you know, look on a few websites and look at, you know, a few emails and texts. But, you know, imagine all these other apps that already exist there that you're not using that could help that. That you can unfold like this, you know, rich, you know, this rich life, sure. and that's what your brain is. It's like trying me trying to explain to people what it's like to be able to, to have that memory potential or that focus or concentration is like trying to describe to somebody what a rose smells like that's never smelt a rose. And what I could tell you is that if you're not experiencing that on a day to day basis, it's not your fault, and because we weren't taught, and we're all capable of every single person. It doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your career, 
doesn't matter your diet even, doesn't matter your level of education, your financial situation, your gender, your intelligence, any of that. It's like just we're not shown how to do it. Sure. So with the MOM acronym, going back to that, we've kind of touched on the first two a little bit. Do you have any mechanics that the people can walk away from this call with and, and really start applying to their lives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's do this. I'm going to give you, so we went over MOM and we went over the framework fast to learn anything faster, right? And then what I want to, what we could do is I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you two things. All right. I'm going to give everyone, remember I said that one third of your memory, you know, it's biological, it's genetic. You know, it's out of your control, but two thirds is like what you could do. You can control. Which is, yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the ten areas that I that I focus on personally in that two thirds. That gives me the most bang, you know, for for my 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 buck. And I'll also and I, do me a favor when I give you these ten. Contrary to what I talked about about taking notes, don't take notes because sometimes I find like when people write it down, they never have to store it. It's kind of like there's this new term that's going around just started um, called digital dementia. Digital dementia. Basically, it's we're outsourcing our intelligence and our memory to our phones. So our smartphones are making us stupid. (laughs) Because your brain is like a muscle, it grows stronger with use. But if you're using this external device to keep you, you know, what do I have to do today and your calendar and all your phone numbers and you know everything it does for you, then you're not getting your mental workout. Mm. Right. So people are and, and in fact, they're finding that things like GPS is is um inhibiting uh Things like uh, people going to the doctors to get checked out for brain aging, you know, challenges. You know, for example, if, if a device is telling you where to go, when to turn, and everything, you you're not realizing that you would normally forget that, so you're not getting checked out at the doctor for memory mm-hmm. loss. And so that's the challenge with technology. It's a double edged sword. It's convenient, but in a lot of ways, it could cripple. So you know, keep working out. Like I could, you could drive everywhere, but and not use your body. But why would you not want to? You know, keep it in shape, right? Sure. So I'm going to give you the ten keys, and not don't write it down. Try to remember them, and then I'm going to give you a technique to memorize them. All right, and then it, you could use this technique to be able to memorize facts and maybe even give a speech without notes. Like, if you need to remember, like, let's say you had to give a talk on this and teach it, like we talked about fast. The T is teaching. Imagine you had to teach it to someone or on stage. You, this would I'll show you how to memorize the ten in and out of order. Okay. So really quickly, and I'm not going to go into detail these 10 things, but I'm just going to bring it to your conscious awareness because that's what a coach does. Because that's all I see myself as a brain coach, right? People have a coach for their voice. They have a coach for the business. They have a coach for their body. I'm just, I'm just your, your, your mental coach, your brain coach, your memory coach. And so here are the 10 keys. Um, really quickly, um, in order to unlock your superhero brain, you need number one, a good diet, right? Because you are what you eat. I'm not going to talk about all the brain foods and everything else in detail, but a lot of you know what that is. Number two is killing ants. Killing ants is actually good for your brain. And I don't mean um, the insect kind. I mean ants, A-N-T-S, automatic negative thoughts. Okay, automatic negative thoughts. And this is from uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Daniel Amen, who's done more brain scans in the United States than any other person in, in in the country. And he calls them automatic negative thoughts. So kill those ants. Number three, exercise. Because we know people who are more physically active, they'll do better on mental acuity, memory exams, and so on. Exercise. Whatever's good for your heart, good for your head. Number four, brain nutrients. Brain nutrients. All right? So if you're not getting everything out of your food because of your, your lifestyle or maybe the soil or what's available, you know, brain nutrients. Right? Number five is positive peer group. That's huge. Because your success in life is not, not just your biological networks. Yes, that plays a part. Um, it's, but it's also your social networks. 
because your social networks even more are going to determine what you're eating and if you're smoking or not and your lifestyle depending on who you spend time with because who you spend time with is who you become right we've all heard that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with your positive peer group you want to be people if you want to be smarter and unlock your superior brain be around people who encourage you be around people who challenge you be around people who are going to teach you something right number six is clean environment Okay, because your external world is a reflection of your internal world. You know, if you're stressed and you have this stuff in your head, if you put it out on paper, you organize your desk, you get clearer on the inside. Hmm. Number seven, sleep. Okay, I'm not even going to go to every, there's an epidemic of sleeplessness, right? But we know that, you know, you don't grow muscles when you're working out. You grow them when you're sleeping and you're repairing, you're restoring. Same thing with your brain. That's where you're, you're learning. And, you know, I teach this whole thing on lucid dreaming and being aware, you know, awake when you're, you know, when you're sleeping and, and learning all this stuff. But that's where you're consolidating short term, long term memory. That's where the magic happens, sleep. Number eight, brain protection. And what do I mean by brain protection? In order to have a superhero brain, you got to protect your brain. And a lot of people are playing, you know, really crazy sports or adventures and stuff like that. You know, I've had two really bad head injuries, you know, in my life and stuff. Wear a helmet, right? Just protect your brain. Number nine, is new learnings. Probably the most important thing, new learnings. So I want you to remember that because just like, you know, we we talked about, Clark, is we talked about, you know, a lot of people, they're just on autopilot. They're not learning anything new. They're just going through unconscious scripts and they're, you know, but if you want to change your life, change, you know, change your learning. And finally, number 10, big one, stress management. You got to manage your stress because when you're stressed, you create cortisol, adrenaline. It's really great for fight or flight. If you need to protect yourself, you need to run away, you know, but it's not really good if you need to think. It's not really good if you need to solve problems. It's not really good if you need to study. It's not really good if you need to give a speech. It's really not good if you have to remember something, right? Absolutely. So those are the 10 things. So I take a very, you know, like when people say there's no magic bullet, right? There's this process, it's a lifestyle, you know, if you, if you do all this stuff, but you eat, you eat junk and you're not sleeping, it doesn't matter, right? And so, like, you know, take care of yourself. Now, how do you remember these? Now, by the way, have the original awareness here, like you're thinking about this in terms of what's useful. What area right now are you not excelling in? Are you not getting enough sleep? Are you not controlling your automatic negative thoughts? Are you not getting your good diet? Are you spending time with the wrong people? Are you not cleaning your environment? You know, are, not, are you not getting new learnings? Are you not managing your screen? Think about the area that's going to give you the most return that you could take care of right now and commit to doing that. Now, how do you remember these 10 things really fast? Okay, I'm going to show you how to memorize this in just a couple of minutes. Now, now this is more of a memory hack, right? Because we do these online big programs in 120 countries where it's not just a tip, it's actually training. That's what I'm into. But I mean, because of the short amount of time, I want to give you some walkable, you know, usable, practical things that you could do right now. But what I'm really big into is training. Because if you're going to the gym and you're working out and you're, you have that healthy lifestyle, you're always prepared, right? Like I never have to prepare for a talk because I, I live this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm all about the training because when you're fit and you're strong, you don't, you don't need the tip. It's like my memory is strong. Like I have people that I've trained, they don't have to use um, um, a tip on how to remember names because their memory is in tip-top shape. They have six-pack you know, memory brain cells. You know what I mean? So automatically, because I, you know, I used to teach tennis for years growing up, and like you, could teach, you could improve someone's game two ways. You could teach them the strategy how to do a forehand, how to hold a you know, racket, how to do an overhead, what have you. Or, you know, and you could also get them into the gym and make them fit, right? And either one, so I, 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 you have to do both, right? Um, and so I'm going to give you one tip, 
that, that you could use right now to memorize these 10 things. And you'll, you'll be able to use it to memorizing speeches without notes and other things. And this technique is dated back 2,500 years ago. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's attributed to this Greek orator named Simonides. And he was giving a poetry reading. And when he left, something really tragic happened, as the urban legend talks about, is the building collapsed and it killed everyone in there. And he had the responsibility and the role to come back and help the families find their loved ones and identify them. Because back then, you know, buildings weren't made of sheetrock and wood. It was made up of, you know, stone and stuff. And so he was able to do so based on where they were sitting in the room. And because this is what, this is a lesson here. You don't, back then, back in times, you know, back in hunter-gatherer times, you didn't, you didn't need to memorize numbers or facts, and you didn't need to be able to memorize, you know, names and stuff. What you needed to remember where things were. That was important to your survival. You need to know where the clean water was. You need to know where the enemy tribes were. You need to know where the fertile soil was, right? Where the food, you need to know where the, you know, all the, all the good game was. And so that's what you needed to know, right? And so you start, you, we learn to store information in our space around us. And so this method is called the loci method, L-O-C-I. It means location. It's by using familiar locations to you to store the information that's vital to what you want to remember. So as an example, because we have people, I'm sure, listening to this in so many different countries, um, and we all have different you know, locations that we're familiar with, I'm going to take you through a location that I'm familiar with, which is my office. And I'm going to take you through a really quick two-minute exercise to show you how to memorize, how easy it is to memorize these 10 things. And what the first step is we're going to find 10 locations. So take a deep breath. Exhale, and if it's safe, if you're not driving, operating heavy machinery, if it's safe, use your better judgment, close your eyes, breathe normally, and I'm going to take you through a quick visualization. I want you to imagine you're on a plane and you're coming to my office in Westchester, New York. All right, it's a suburb of New York City, just north of New York City. Lots of trees everywhere. You're landing, you get out, and a car picks you up, and you're in the back seat, and you're driving to my office. All right, now at my office, I'm going to help you find 10 places that we're going to call in together. All right. And so we get to, um, to my office and it's a big glass building, trees everywhere. You park in the back. The first place is the parking lot. So just say out loud as uh, the listeners right now, say out loud, parking lot. What's the first place? It's parking lot. And then you get out of the car and then there's a waterfall and it creates this moat around the building. And in order to get there, you have to cross this bridge. So the second place is the bridge. So say out loud bridge. What's the second place? Bridge. Good. You cross the bridge. You get into the building, and you get into the third place, which is the elevator. What's the third place? Say it out loud. Elevator. This is the active part, right? If you know it sounds silly, you got to push yourself. You're like, I'm a coach, so I just like, you know, do one more set, you know, do one more rep. Elevator. You get out of the elevator into the fourth place, which is the hallway. See and feel yourself. Even if you can't imagine it, imagine that you can imagine it. You're walking through the fourth place, which is the hallway, and you see the carpet and everything. You open a door to my office. Immediately to the left, the fifth place is the closet. See yourself opening the closet. That's the fifth place. Immediately next to it is the uh, number six, is the receptionist. Is the receptionist. See the receptionist there. Behind the receptionist is the seventh place, which is this tropical fish tank. See this really awesome fish tank with all these fish, and I teach people how to memorize all their names too. Number seven, fish tank. And then you're going to the class. You're going to take our memory class, right? And you show up. You get to the door to the classroom. The door is the eighth place. Right? So you knock on a door, eight doors, eight place. Uh, up front, when you're in the room, the ninth place is right up front. It's the whiteboard. See the whiteboard right there? 
Okay. And then finally, number 10 is on the side of the classroom, all these um, Japanese plants. There's these bonsai trees. All right. So bonsai trees, these Japanese plants all on the side. Of, that's number 10. Now, with your eyes closed, just mentally walk through and, and see, go through the parking lot and the, and the bridge and the elevator. See yourself going through it. And what we're going to do now is I'm going to take you through the same journey. And this time, I'm going to take each of the 10 keys for unlocking your superhero brain. Remember, good diet and killing ants. And I'm going to put the first thing in the first place, the second thing in the second place, the third thing in the third place. So when you're on stage and you need to give a presentation, all you have to do is mentally walk through my office and you know all 10 things, all right, forwards and backwards. And then let's do it. So instead of explaining it, you get to the first place, which is the what? the parking lot. You get out of your car and immediately there's a good diet waiting for you. A big buffet, good diet. And it has all your brain foods. It has the walnuts and the avocados and the blueberries. Good diet. And you're eating that. See and feel yourself. Smell it. Taste it. Good. You go over to the second place. What's the second place? Say it aloud. Bridge. And as you're crossing the bridge, you're killing ants. See yourself killing ants. Automatic negative thoughts, but you're actually killing ants to remind you as you're crossing the bridge. You go into the third place, which is the what? The elevator, good. And then automatically you start exercising. Remember, exercise is important for your brain. So just imagine you're doing your exercising there. You're doing your CrossFit, your P90X, your yoga, whatever you're doing, that's what you're doing there with me. I'm there with you. We're exercising. We get out of the elevator. The fourth place is what? The hallway, good. I want you to imagine brain nutrients. I just want you to imagine these brain vitamins coming down, rolling down like barrels, and you're like Indiana Jones, you're like Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. You're like Donkey Kong, and you're jumping over these barrels of brain nutrients, right? And we're making it fun like children learn. Good. We're almost halfway there. You open a door. Immediately to your left is the fifth place, which is what? Closet. You open the closet, and there inside is your positive peer group. Your happy friends are all in the closet. It's your positive. These are the ones that encourage you. They challenge you. They teach you. Your positive peer group see happy smiles there. Good. They're in the closet. The sixth place right there is the receptionist. And you know it. What's the receptionist doing? This receptionist is cleaning the environment, cleaning the environment, cleaning the desk, bleaching things, you know, washing things, clean environment. Good. So remind you of clean environment. Behind the receptionist is the fish tank. Good. And you'll notice something funny when you look at it. All the fish are sleeping to remind you of sleep. And they're not just sleeping. They're snoring. They're in pajamas. They're in their bunk beds. Imagine Nemo there sleeping. Good. And then from there, you're ready to take the memory class. You go to the, the eighth place, which is the what? The door. But the door is locked this time. And so what you, in order to open it, you have to put on your brain protection. You and I put on helmets to remind you of brain protection, and we headbutt the door open, and it shatters everywhere to remind you of brain protection. Wear a helmet. And immediately up front, it's my turn. I go right up front to the ninth place, which is the what? The whiteboard, good. And I'm in front of the whiteboard there, and I draw this, these two words on there, new learnings. I'm teaching you new learnings because I'm teaching you how to learn foreign languages. I'm teaching you how to remember every single person's name that you meet for the rest of your life. New learnings. And notice when I'm writing it down in your favorite color marker, new learnings. Good. And finally, number 10, look to the side of the room is the 10th place is what? The bonsai trees. And I want you to imagine you and I is stress management there. Stress management. Whatever stress management is for you. Maybe you're meditating. Maybe you're having a nice you know, sip of wine, maybe you're listening to music, maybe you're getting a massage on the bonsai trees. Whatever stress management is for you, that's what's going on there. Now, you are a memory champion. You are the memory expert. You are on stage teaching your friends and your family the 10 keys for unlocking your superhero brain. And what's the, you know, all you have to do is walk through my office. 
what's the first thing? The key, not the place. You go to the first place is what? Parking lot reminds you of good diet, good. The second thing, you cross the what? Bridge and it reminds you of what? Killing ants, killing automatic negative thoughts. You go into the third place is the what? Elevator. And what are you doing? Exercise. Exercise is important. Good. After that, you get it. You and I get into the what? Hallway. And what are we doing? We're jumping over brain nutrients, brain vitamins. Good. You go into there, into the closet. Who's in the closet? That's your happy friends. Those are your positive peers right there, the positive peer group. You go to number six, which is who? The receptionist. And what are they doing? Clean the environment. Ryan, you a clean environment. Good. Do this with me. Behind the receptionist is fish tank. And what are the fish doing? Sleeping. That's easy, right? Sleeping. And then you go over to take the memory class and you go to the eighth place, which is what? The door. It's a lock. What do we do? We put on our brain protection, brain protection, our helmets. And immediately up front, number nine is the whiteboard. And what am I doing? Writing the words, new learning. You got to learn new things. Good. And finally, number 10, on the side of the bonsai trees, you're doing what? stress management. And that's the technique. And the wonderful thing about this, Clark, is people who go and just go through your home and pick places. You know, Imagine yourself standing in a doorway and you're looking around and you just like see a lot of stuff. You're thinking, wow, I should have cleaned my room. <laughs> you know, and just like take five places or 10 places in your room and just like, okay, the bookshelf is the number one. You know, the, the coffee table is number two. My bed is number three. You know, whatever. The microwave is number four. You know, washer is number five. Whatever it is, design your place. And then next time somebody calls you up and you can't, you can't write something down, they say, you got to go to the grocery store for this party and pick up these 10 things for me. And you can't write it down because you're driving or in the shower. I don't know why you would answer the phone in the shower, but, you know, um, but, you know, and then you just say, okay, what do I need to buy? And chocolate, no, not that you said, no, I can't, you wouldn't buy chocolate cake. None of you would do that. <laughs> you, want, you want to get some broccoli? Good. Put broccoli in your first place. What's the second thing you need to get, you know, at, at, at the place? Great. You know, sweet, sweet potatoes, put sweet potatoes in the second place. What's the third thing you need to buy? And put that in third, and you just, on the piano, wow. You go in your grocery store and you just walk through your home, you know, all 10 things, forwards and backwards. And you've, and you've exercised your memory, your imagination, your creativity, your focus, your concentration, and you're building those muscles. And so they can get tips just like that in the, uh, program you put together. I know Paleo Hacks is doing a promotion for it at uh, paleo.co backslash memory or forward slash whatever it is. Paleo.co slash memory. And you got free memory videos on there. And uh, we j- made, yeah, we yeah. made three breakthrough memory enhancement videos. You know, one on remembering names and some other things that I think where your people are really going to enjoy. So uh, it's a gift. Three memory videos. You could go to paleo.co forward slash memory and uh, get access to it. And Is enjoy it, it exercises like the one we just did or what, what are the like videos? That. It, it's, it's just like that. Teaching people how to focus better, how to, how to improve their memory, especially that's, they're all memory videos and it's me, it's me on video on camera, you know, doing, doing my thing, going more in depth, you sure. know, to some of these techniques. Sure. It's, yeah. And, and the, the link for that guys is paleo.co slash memory. And it's also in the description here. If you want to go to that right now, uh, go check it out. Good videos over there. Good stuff. Jim, my man, our time has come to an end, but thank you so much for coming on the call. It was great talking to you about, uh, all kinds of brain hacks. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Clark. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you.